Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, a center that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern the spirit of God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 53 of Revitalizing the Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about reaching the lost through a conversation. My friends, i got to be honest with you. I've been accused a time or two for eavesdropping on someone's conversation, not by the people I'm listening to, but by the person I'm sitting with, and it's usually my wife. You see, my friends, I'm fascinated by people and how they interact with others. Conversations are a great starting point to learn about another person and even your own leadership skills. For some leaders in a revitalization effort, listening to another person talk about their problems is like fingernails on a chalkboard, while other leaders like me gain a spiritual high conversing with others. Wherever you fall on the spectrum, the key to being a a good listener is understanding that it's a two-way street and not just one-sided. You see, in the modern age, conversations are done through text message or email, and and they lack this personal one-on-one conversation. But to be an effective leader in a revitalization effort, you need to have or at least develop the skill sets to engage in discussions at all levels, not just on the surface level, when you shake hands with somebody in the lobby, or you pat somebody on the back as you're walking uh, in the church parking lot. We find in Luke chapter 19, this story about Jesus meeting Zacchaeus. He's a sinner, but he wants something. He wants a conversation with Jesus. In fact, he's so interested in what Jesus has to say and who he is that he climbs a sycamore fig tree, and it was there that Jesus called him down and said, hey, let's have a conversation. Now, when Jesus did that, we read in Luke uh, chapter 19, verse 7, the people began to murmur. Why? Because they didn't understand why Jesus, this religious leader, would want a conversation with the sinner. Jesus, in his interaction with Zacchaeus, was willing to enter a conversation with a person others did not care for and did it with grace while honoring his commitment to God. And today, I believe that's our call. And so I want you to have a table talk conversation, and we're going to do that by reaching the lost through through a conversation. And I want to talk to you about three key areas that I believe you can do this. And the first one is, is connecting connections. Have you ever met someone and you just clicked? Maybe that is your spouse or a best friend, but you probably have connected with someone that was a stranger 10 minutes before and became fast friends overnight. Connecting connections are authentic relationships that seek to learn from someone else, not to get anything out of them, but to learn from them in a genuine way. Influential leaders, my friends, who have gained trust from their members or from a business acquaintance, or even just their neighbor, have learned this skill set. As a local church leader, you can engage in connections that could make your life easier and help your parishioner's life for the long term if you're willing to have connecting conversations. Members come to the church for Jesus, but they also look for relationships outside their family circle. Think about it this way. You have an opportunity to connect with someone who doesn't look like you, act like you, talk like you, someone who doesn't come from the same socioeconomic background or even 
or even uh, your own education background, but you have an opportunity like Jesus to lead by example. In a world that is so connected, but yet disconnected from authentic relationships, people long for a leader. People long for someone in leadership who will lead with a compassion and with a listening ear. Here we find Jesus not afraid of the social stigma of sitting down and connecting with the sinner. Yet inside the local church, there's many Christ followers that call themselves Christ followers that is afraid to talk to someone that doesn't look like them, act like them, or talk like them. If we're going to be the people that Jesus has called us to be, then we have to be a people who have connecting connections. The second major point is connecting conversations. As a local church leader, and most likely in your community because of your title as pastor, people are looking towards you for the spiritual and relational guidance. What you say, and more importantly, how you speak or say it matters to many more people than you might even realize. You see, Jesus understood that when he went into Zacchaeus's house, he was alerting the neighbors and the community as a whole that he loved sinners as much as the spiritual people. The question we have to ask ourselves as revitalizers and as leaders inside the local church is, do we, do you, do I? Could others convict you or your local church on the evidence that they see that your church slash leadership loves sinners as much as others Christians? I'm not sure many of us can say that. Each day, you have an opportunity to impact a person's life with the gospel of grace if you're willing to open up your leadership to advancing the gospel one sinner at a time. Again, my friends, hear my heart. I'm not asking you to water down the gospel, but to live out the gospel by being Jesus to everyone you meet, not just on Sundays, but seven days a week, 12 months out of the year, 365 days. I want you to do an exercise. Begin to pray And then several times a day that God would bring you across a path where someone needs help. Someone needs a connecting conversation. I want you to begin to pray like Jesus. Lord, lead me across people's paths that make me uncomfortable. Lead me across people's paths that challenge even my own spirituality, even my own spiritual thinking. Now, I'm not asking you to do this to hurt your relationship with Jesus, but I am asking you to do it to affect your relationship with other people. When you do, you might be surprised at how many opportunities you will have to be Jesus and to share Jesus with others if you're more open-minded, if your spirit is more open to seeing the hurt and the broken and the lost around you. Every single day, I go to a place where I watch people who are addicted, who are battling mental health, who are homeless, who are struggling on the edge of poverty. And I go to this place not because I need a paycheck. It's great to receive some money from it. But I go because I want to be Jesus. You'd be surprised what a smile does to someone who looks angry. You'll be surprised of what a kind word means to someone who's down and out. I'm not asking you to shred the gospel. In fact, I'm asking you to live the gospel out. The third point is connecting continually. When you look at the story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19, 
you will see rather quickly that this is not a one-and-done conversation or connection. In fact, Jesus had many relationships with outsiders and showed us even today as we read the Gospels how to lead with the continual presence of Jesus through our leadership. Throughout the gospel, Jesus connected continually because he was living on mission. I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I, is my church living like Jesus? Are we doing it just on Sunday or are we living it out each day, every day? For most churches and their leaders, the answer would be no if they were honest. You see, my friends, coming out of this pandemic, the church is, has been forced to reexamine its community connections and I believe reshape how you and I as leaders lead or we're going to close our doors for good. If as a leader, you are the same leader you were two years ago before this pandemic, then you might want to begin to ask God where you should change. My friends, each day people come across your path and need you. They want you to share Jesus with them. Maybe not by quoting or reading scripture, but through kindness and help and spiritual uplift. You are a needed leader in this time. It's not by accident that you're leading the local church. It's not by accident that you're in your local church. It's not by accident that you have the people in your pews and in your chairs. It's not by accident that your neighbors may or may not know you or your leadership or your local church. But will you be open to connecting continually throughout the week and to be Jesus with others? I think inside the church today, we're having a war with do we lead like Jesus Or do we call it something else? In my own tribe in the Church of the Nazarene, just because we lead like Jesus doesn't mean we're liberal. It means we're loving like Christ. And just because we love like Christ doesn't mean we're conservative to the doctrine. It means we're living out Scripture. My friends, if there's any commonality, it's that Jesus wanted to help people. Isn't that what the church is called to do? to help them spiritually, to help them physically. I just believe today, deep in my spirit, that God is calling your church. God is calling you as a leader to lead more like Jesus, to detach from social media, to unfollow people that are trying to harm you and just be you. Just lead through Scripture. Just lead like Jesus. God is calling us to have table talk. He's calling us to reach the lost through conversations. It begins by connecting connections. It begins by asking God to send people along your path that don't look like you and act like you and talk like you and begin to have a conversation, not to get them to your church, but to get them in a deeper relationship with Jesus. And then it's these connecting conversations. It's finding where the lost and hurting are in your community and going there and being Jesus with them. And then ultimately, it's connecting continually, not just one Sunday out of the year or one event out of the year, but it's time and time again, going back and investing in people's lives. In my own community, I've spent the last three years working at a homeless soup kitchen, and we've reached people 
that at times make me even uncomfortable. But God has told me to go and to make Christ-like disciples. He didn't say, sit in the pew and just listen to the preacher preach. My friends, God is calling us as the church to be the church, to worship on Sunday and to fellowship on Sunday, but then to go out and to be the hands and feet of Christ Monday through Saturday. My friends, we're called to do something extraordinary where you take up the mantle and be Jesus. Thank you for joining me today on Revitalizing the Declining Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with your colleague? How about on social media? Why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it the next time it comes out. From the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, this has been Dr. Desmond Barrett reminding you to stay prayed up and keep pressing forward. God is on your side.